Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Oh, man. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man. I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, man. You know I had to. Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop me. I'm his darkest angel, probably, but he still got me. Yeah. Here with the biggest, your latest episode of the Go Home Show, number 59, the draft day edition, NFL draft day kicking off tonight. Coming in hot and sweet, always got the, the best three fellas in the game, always shining and sparkling like you won't know, no. Yes, sir. Yeah, suave mente. Suave mente. <laughs> <Stupid>, bro. <laughs> but not nah, great intro, bro. Like, I haven't heard that song in a minute. That's one thing too. I was thinking about too. Like Drake, even though I have, I haven't, really, I've like fallen back on my like listening to Drake like hours and shit like that. Like that nigga got some hits. That age, that song didn't age well. Really? I mean, oh, yeah, with John, Johnny Manza. <laughs> Johnny Manza. It didn't age well. No, it did not. Because that's what we were talking about before we got on the air. I was talking about Johnny Manziel, but yeah, because like we everybody had stock in him. We we thought he was mm. he, even Drake had stock in him. You see, he got a ball. That's a what you you know he was different when when white people want to stay away from him. <laughs> he was trouble. Johnny Manziel was the one dude in the group in the hood that was just like, hold up, why I got all these people? You got your blacks and Hispanics, and you got that one white dude. That's the one white dude that you want to kind of like keep your eye open on. Keep an eye on him. He about <laughs> some shit. And he he didn't even, he was about that life. He didn't give a shit. Johnny Menzel, he had that paper already before he signed the NFL. That's he true. was oil rich. He was Texas oil rich. Yeah, he was like, he was like if Zach Morris had AC Slater skills. Basically. Mm. Johnny Menzel was out here. He was taking you with the Alabama killer. He was out mm. here making um Nick Saban look bad before it was Fuck. cool to make him look bad. <laughs> yeah, because I think he was kind of like the only one that kind of like was like like a ruin on like Nick Saban's like record like during that tenure, right? Like only person like giving him trouble. Yeah, he was the the blueprint. I would just say for Johnny, I just I kind of like that he went to the Browns because I did felt like he. When he did get drafted, he had to have like a team like fully behind him, but also it was Cleveland and he just got washed away in, in the Cleveland. This, no, nah, my, just... my man was washed, <laughs> <laughs> my man was straight toilet water. And the crazy, usually they, they show some spark, I don't know what it was, but I've seen plenty of Manziel's games. Mm-hmm. When he was when he was playing in Cleveland, there was no shades of greatness. It was almost like he didn't know the playbook. I mean, I mean, a lot of his plays in A and M, they was basically improv. By- I'm about yeah. to say like some NFL street shit. Yeah, it's like you playing in the the back of the park vibes. Yeah, like they weren't. 
he because he was out here scrambling a lot and he he wasn't able to do that shit at all. I was about to say because he also came in with the target. Like I feel like for the for the sports leagues, I think NFL is the toughest to make that jump from college to the pro leagues because I feel like if you come in with like a little like bravado as a rookie or just like if you come in with some hype like those people out there is like they coming for you. Yeah, <clears throat> even if he would have like been successful his rookie with the just the improv stuff he did at A and M, NFL was such a like oh all right we're gonna wait a year we're gonna look at the the film we're gonna figure them out. They do that all the time for a lot of quarterbacks. There was nothing, there was nothing special, and he literally crapped. He crapped out that first season. It it wasn't good. Like most of the snaps were just all over the place. Granted, you know Cleveland was not the best team to to have him succeed. But usually, like if you, if you're able to put the skills out there somehow. Even if your team is trash, like people can see that you're like, you know what, there's potential here. I was about to say like Archie Manning in a sense. Yeah, like the like Saints it, was bad, but he at least tried, and you'd be like, all right, Archie yeah. might have it. He could do something. And it happens. Like Eli's first season it, as a Giant wasn't that great. It wasn't that great, but obviously, you know, as the years went by, we we saw what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Johnny Football did not. He he didn't show up to the occasion. <laughs> he did, and it was and he remind it like he at that time he was kind of like uh, baseballs. He was kind of like what 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 uh, Bryce Harper was at the same time. Yeah, that was like that time when like those real like brashy type of athletes was like popping up. Like they were trying to they were trying to do a lot, and Bryce Harper like fans hated him. I don't think it was much about the players. But there was a lot of there was a lot of hate from the fans. There was, but he's the the man. The man showed up. That was the era of a lot of white athletes coming in sports that was wearing gold chains. <laughs> like like we were just talking about how like that one white dude hanging around all the brothers and, and the black and brown dudes. Like he had the he had the jerry curl with the big chain. And they get in the fade, they stay, they stop going to super cuts and they're going to poppies. Yeah, they, they had like that that real fade with the mullet. Yeah, yeah. And Bryce had that too. Yeah. My man was just like, Who you you kind of been hanging around with, with certain dudes in the minors, huh? You were hanging out with the Dominicans <laughs> and the Venezuelans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of gold on, brother. He was he was he was different. You know the kind of you 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 mentioned that whole thing about dudes not really wearing the gold chains like that. It's not it. It's a weird. I I don't understand it. I'm, I'm gonna be quite honest. Like, I'm like I see that more in baseball. No, it yeah, but it's not as heavy as it was like in the '90s and the '80s when dudes were still they were popping out some bling. Yeah, um, I think the only person I, definitely in baseball I see a lot is like. Um, what's my man Anderson on on the White Sox? Yeah, he dripping. Yeah, he be he be dripping. My man, my man be dripping. I think um, I think I'm gonna say for yesteryear's athlete, I think the the more bling was associated just because we wasn't we didn't have like the rise of social media and like you know how fame is now. You know what I mean? Like they had to like stand out more. Yeah, you definitely had that Deion Sanders. Yeah, that, you know Barry used to wear the one little earring. Bo Jackson used to come in shirtless. 
Yeah. Or like oh, with the with oh, the fucking oh, unbutton. Oh. <laughs> like you a badass man walking into the ballpark with an unbuttoned shirt. Yeah, cause that was also like doing you know the rise of hip hop in the mainstream, and then obviously we seen on the on the NBA side, Iverson. It was like nah, y'all need to do a suit now. Yeah. I thought you were about to say with the backwards cap, like Griffey, like how, like, yeah. also oh. with that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like how that yeah. was integrated. I still remember what they were talking about, Griffey. You know how they give you the plaque? Mm-hmm. They were, they was talks about Griffey getting a backwards hat. Oh, yeah. yeah he should have. They was talk. I don't know if this was, like, legit. That was, like, but people were, like, yo, he should just, he, like, the only person that I would say, do it. Yeah. No, I felt I felt that should have been fitting. I don't know that he he wearing with a regular hat, right? Yeah, he you yeah. know forward hat. I think because probably it would, it would be like a slap in the face because who who he went in as a mariner or a red? No, he went as a mariner. Yeah, so maybe they didn't want to disrespect the the mariners franchises. But nah. I don't know. Even he has a, a brand now, and it's it's all of his stuff is is always backwards. Like that was almost like synonymous with with Griffey. Yeah, even his Nike logo has a backwards hat on it, the yeah. Swingman logo. Like it was always, it was always something the old old heads hated him. They're like, oh, "What the fuck he think he is?" Is like, <laughs> like he doing too much. Uh, he he's disrespecting the game. And, and, and like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like it's a kid's game, and and I think even more now. There's always everyone's talking about these unwritten rules and all of this shit. I'm like, yo, is baseball is is just have fucking fun, like do shit, like people are like, oh, he he out, he he showed me up, uh, he did the bat flip, he stared at it too long. What the fuck you looking at? Walk around, like, yo, my man, don't give just, it up I, then. Don't give it up though. I tossed that cookie. Yeah, I hate when pitchers complain about that because it's like, don't give it up, and y'all get pumped when y'all throw strikeouts. Yeah, like. And then y'all get mad when, when it gets done right back to you. He's like, nah, it's unwritten rules. Like, what the fuck you mean? How you, fucking fun with this shit? You know what they're doing? <laughs> they're trying to stop the momentum. Because we, we talked about it before we went on the air. Like, we talked about postseason baseball. Like, one of the biggest sports momentum plays in all of sports is a home run in October. Like, Man. that shit can, like, win us. Like, maybe some, like, some, like, um, what's the dude from the Cardinals who we just had, like, Bruja with? Um, Freeze. When he hit that like that game tying home run to like tie it up against the Rangers, it wasn't coming back after that shit. No. Didn't he do it back to back games? Yeah, I think the home run, and I think he won it off like the next year. Yeah. He was like wild in that whole series. He had the walk off. Yeah, my man Freeze. Nah, I feel bad for Rangers fans because that's like how you won out away from the World Series. Yeah, it, it didn't help that they let my man Pujols hit three home runs in one game. <laughs> like you literally one out away, like you accumulate just twenty seven outs. So twenty seven hey. times one hundred sixty two is mad game, like mad outs. Plus the postseason, you had one out to get, just one hey, more. The Buffalo Bills were one field goal away from winning a, a Super Bowl. So, but they went four times. I think that, yo, they are so lucky that didn't happen in today's day and age. They might have to retract that whole franchise if that was to happen today. Yo, we got a four peat. A four peat. I don't need, I, I think that's probably the toughest thing to do is to get to a Super Bowl four years in a row. Yeah. And it's tougher not to win not one of them. Not one of them. And what was what made it worse, it's like it just their performance at the Super Bowl after that first year, 
just got worse and worse and worse. It didn't, it didn't help when they started their dynasty in the midst of the Cowboys dynasty. <laughs> Yo, that would have been it, – it definitely would have been something for sure. Like, who knows where the where the Bills franchise would have been. If they won at was, least, like, one? Yeah, at least – let's say at least two. You know some funny shit? That's how I feel about the Knicks. Like, if they – I felt like if they would have won in 94, especially oh, all yeah. of the fuckery that has happened since, I feel like history would have changed. I feel like the Knicks should have at least in the 90s have won three. At least give me two. Give me 94. Give me 95. It would have happened if there wasn't a ball head motherfucker in Chicago. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just give me, give me, give me that. I mean, and they still had a chance. They had two years to do it. They did. Now, that's what and I said. 94 was their year. And I think that yeah. that shit has really, like... If they would have won that year, like I said, a lot of problems with the franchise as it is now would would have not, like, poked his head out. It's crazy because um, I was listening to a podcast um, with um Oakley, and then he was talking about that year. And they was like, yeah, how you felt about, you know, Patrick? And he was like, yo, Patrick, I ain't gonna hold you. He was like, I, w- I wasn't shocked that he didn't get it done because he's not a lead. He's not a winner. He's not a winner. I was like, damn. That's a fight on my block. I was like, damn. He's- you know what it was? Don't get shit. You know my what it was for Patrick? Roll. I feel like it was two things. One, they never got him a second scorer. True. They, they, they try to do the patchwork. Let Ewing get 25, <clears throat> 30, and, and we'll fill it out later. That was also one problem. And the second problem, they should have never let Mark Jackson go. I never that... watched those Knicks teams, but I feel like when Mark Jackson would have been the perfect piece for those teams, point guard, get everybody involved, and he wasn't around, and we've been struggling to find a point guard since. No, 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 I wouldn't say that much because even, even um after a while, even after they, you know, Mark Jackson did ended up leaving, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much of an issue because you got to remember they had Charlie Ward. And they had Chris Child, so they were actually they were good on the guard spot. I think yeah. coming up just like the athleticism and like the yeah, the like shaky you, bakey. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, I it worked. That, that like that Mark, Mark's leadership, like his just whole aura yes. was just like Trump, like Charlie Ward and, and and Chris Childs type of thing. Like they they needed a, a commander like a Avery Johnson. Like that would have been perfect. Mark Jackson was there for the Spurs series. I'm about to say because especially that was the like the true year of basketball as a half court game. Like even though not, it is still now in the playoffs, but like I love watching '90s basketball because those yeah. games are like chess matches. Like you, one person scores and they just do it. They just run a half court set and the other team does it. Like it's even though it's not offensive firepower, those are still some great games to watch. They had a they they had um it was really good physical strategic basketball. Today is just Three. pass 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 <laughs> shoot. Yeah, it's a copycat You got a slashing and dash. What, what they call it? They call it space and pace. That's what it yeah. is. Space yeah. and pace. Space and pace, baby. San Antonio. Space and pace. And that's that's what made shit fucking different. But I felt that obviously the Knicks nineties. I just in general nineties basketball was definitely all that. Knicks should have won at least ninety four. Um, stops, man. Ninety nine. Let's be honest, like. Yeah, ninety nine felt like was was out. Not ninety nine was just like, how the fuck did the Knicks get here? That was the lockout year. 
Yeah. That was like they just went as like, yo, we just made the playoffs the last two games of the of the season. And the, the OG play in. Everyone got <laughs> everyone got wiped. I think that was probably um I, obviously we still remember that series they played against the Heat and the Allen Houston game five, little little uh little teardrop. I remember those. Yeah. And how the fuck that once they ended up playing the Spurs, it was like, yo, we got no big man to play against Robinson and Duncan, yeah. apart from Marcus Camby. Yeah, Twin Towers. That was um, it might have been different um, if Ewing didn't get hurt when he broke his wrist. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as, as Bill Simmons say, the Ewing theory. <laughs> the, the, the Knicks started doing better without Ewing. Mm. You know what's the you you know what's the real Ewing theory? What is the the trade that they made with the Bulls like before both of them started becoming contenders where they sent uh Cartwright for Oakley and they sent over that Yo. first round pick? That pick became Scottie Pippen. If the Knicks would have kept that pick and picked Scottie Pippen and paired that with Union, Ewan, they probably would have beat the Bulls because they would have had the Jordan stopper. Jordan was just running wild because the person that could defend him was playing with him. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that that 99 Knicks would not have gotten done with no Herb Williams, with Chris Dully getting teabagged. Herbie at the games. I saw him when, um, yeah. when I was when I was um was in the suites. <laughs> That's a tall motherfucker. Yeah, I still, <laughs> I still remember when when Herb Williams was like legit. Like I think he was like the 12th, 13th man. Like he was like a player coach at one point. He was the he was the um the Adonis Haslam. <laughs> he was he was the the old school cat that is like yo we got nobody to play on this pickup game let me pick the old school cat that can still somewhat give you a body. My man was coming out Gibson. there. My man was coming out there like Shepard and um above the rim. <laughs> 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 Nigga came out there and killed them in when you got corduroy on. He was nah. like, come here, young blood. But speaking about the, the Knickerbockers, I, for one, I hope they don't trade the farm for Donovan Mitchell. Only <sighs> only way I would accept the Donovan Mitchell, and I know it's not going to happen because I don't know if the Utah Jazz are that desperate. I will only happen if, like, the centerpieces is, is Randall and Mitchell are being swapped together. If we got to, like, throwing young players and, like, first-round picks, just walk away from the table. Well, it would... I think Randall would probably maybe be included in that unless someone else does for salary purpose. That's what I'm saying because that they have like 20 million. So, and they also like got they, Kemba's like nine million. He's expiring, so they know how to make that shit work. And like a D Wade, I'm like fuck out of here. But not, <laughs> I just I, I'm I'm just not because the thing is is like if you when you sell the farm is when you think that person is going to push you over the top. Donovan that, Mitchell, if we sign if we sell the farm, he's not pushing us even if we have the farm. Like, mm. like, just I know last season was bad, but underachieved. Are you underachieved? Randall felt the pressure. Tib, I think Thibodeau also didn't. He didn't really trust the roster. He didn't trust the young boys. Hopefully in year three, but I don't know. Just hopefully, I don't want them to do anything drastic and dumb. And I'm kind of scared. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. Yeah, the NBA is gonna be dangerous next year. Like, 
as much as you know the playoffs going good next year, but you know how many guys was out this season, like like the Clippers. Next I was gonna season? say we didn't see we didn't see Kawhi all year. Like the Clippers nah. gonna be a, a top tier team next year. The like I don't know what's going on with the Lakers. I don't even want to talk about it. But <laughs> I don't want to. Let's be clear. I knew before this season. Which, yeah. Everybody, everybody know I'm a Lakers fan. Everybody, I already knew this was gonna happen. Everything that was gonna happen. I said the exact same thing. Like, there's you know no why? way. This is 2004 vibes, 2012 vibes. I seen it coming. They want to stack this team with a bunch of dudes just to, oh, we got this guy and this guy. Now nah, I seen this happen too many times with the Lakers. But did you think they was not gonna make the playoffs at all? Um. Um, or even the play-in. Yeah, some of that had to do with some timely injuries. I thought that at least, like, let's be honest, if there was at least healthy enough, LeBron and AD would have got them to the play-in. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, so everybody's just saying, like, the whole just, like, the complete drop is just, like. But I still, like, feel like most of this, like, you still had Westbrook and, like, LeBron playing, like, a good chunk of the season where they could have went to the play-in at least. And then that didn't happen, and then. I don't know, like LeBron. This is what my thing with LeBron. This he's never gonna. I don't think he's ever gonna win the ring again. I think this is just Kareem time. Like he's just gonna get the record from Kareem, and that's it. Now he gonna get a ring unless him he do something like um him and Bronny Junior will go to the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, LeBron yeah. gonna end up back with the Cavs. Yeah, them niggas is nice. <laughs> they nice, but then I don't know about like like this is not the thing with LeBron too. He can't play a season now where he could go full throttle and then no. Nah. Save it for the playoffs. The only reason the Lakers, truthfully, that we won that year, 2020, is because they that took four, year, four months off because of COVID. Yeah. Because most likely, if they would have just played the season out where there was no COVID, Milwaukee or, or the Clippers probably would have won the trip that year. Like, because yeah, like, the bubble was like, some teams didn't have players. Plus, that really wasn't an NBA experience. You still had the pandemic going on. There's no fuck. As much as the game is on the hardwood and the nets and the basket and the basketballs. The game also involves the crowd and the ambiance and shit like that. Right. Because it like, that was the perfect experience, perfect thing for LeBron. He gets to rest. He gets to stay in one spot. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, <laughs> it be like, yeah, we need a bubble. I'm going to just yeah. chill in Disney World. Yeah, it's, that, that time is gone. It's cool. He got four rings. You know, he'd be all right. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say if they, if they were just to do the bubble every year for the play-ins? For the play-ins? For the play-ins? Nah, I, I like the honestly. The play-in has become one of my favorite things about the NBA. You do an East and West one. Do a play-in. You got four teams, one spot, two games. But the only thing with that, like, they probably looking like. Throw off the schedule. We not we not trying to like the course of that. Like there won't be no fans, no merchandise. No, yeah, yeah, that's a, no. That? That's not having fans and not merchandise. If you throw in a plane, that's I completely disagree with that. That that's how they because it's like how they how they gonna like like that course. Like how they gonna make up for that? They will have to be banking on like a big, big, big rating. TV rating is about to say or a TV deal to like but, compensate but the, for that. They can easy the way you mark that game up. They they easily find ways. And then also that that you know that would be something that they were, the players would have to agree to too. 
I ain't playing no motherfucking bubble. Because I remember, I'm, I remember, and some people were saying that it was excuse. Like some players did not like the bubble because they didn't. They was just so trapped in that. Yeah. That you couldn't do shit. Yeah. So some people just like you know being home with the fans and you know the regular experience. Nah, it's fucking uh, niggas had Kawhi running walking in the game time with slides on. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga dead was fucking about to play basketball like he was about to go to the fucking ice machine down the hall. Yo, nah. it, it, it felt like they were in a high school tournament and everyone was just chilling. Hey, you. Like, that's literally how it felt. And it was it was a different vibe. But I, in, in, a, in a lot of ways, I actually enjoy, I guess, as a fan, I enjoyed the bubble. I know for the players, it must have fucking sucked. I've heard, I've heard it was okay for some players. I'm like, yo, I just brought my PS4. I'm chilling. I'm playing video games. I got no problems. Niggas and are then, holes. Yeah, like some of like the younger dudes, they're like, yo, we're not about this. Like, I'm fine with just chilling. Like, I'm not the going out and going like out gallivanting and shit. But you have people like James Harden who was like, yo, I'm trying to. I'm, can we get a strip club in here? I can't do this with dudes. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so funny like to see the lower rank like players talk about their hotel. Like, oh, we getting bad food. You know who wasn't complaining? You know, LeBron and no one wasn't complaining. You ain't see their room. I'm not saying the Lakers have like their own campus or some shit like that. They got their own suites. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> who was it that uh had which uh which uh sportscaster had a thing thing going on in the in the bubble? Oh, Rachel Nichols and Rachel... Jimmy Butler apparently. Yeah, Jimmy buckets. There we go. I can believe it. He's like, yo, just come through to like what, three in the morning. You know, trying to get this, trying to get this interview. Like, because it was like some. You know what it was? It was the NBA's version of senior trip. Yeah. And then um, one of the Rocket players took the L for James Harden. It was like, yeah, he got caught up with a shorty, but yeah, the people in the hallway talking about the girls was with a dude that looked like James Harden. <laughs> that sounds just like fucking seeing trip. <laughs> my, my man took the L for that. He was just like, I got, I got to sacrifice it for the team. I say it was me. Nah, they was like, yo, bro, James Harden got to play. Just say didn't wasn't that one like in a relationship or something? So that kind of like fucked them up. Yeah, I forgot who it was. Damn, because he took he he took, he caught the the he caught the um the bullet, but then shorty then his girlfriend was like, oh, then why why are you doing X? Yeah, that that was bad. You know, they said it was a dude with a beard. We already know who got a beard on the rock. <laughs> dude with a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's some great description over there. Some yeah. real fucking Batman detectives. Some people was like, yo, I don't I don't ever want to go to Orlando ever again. But I do want to um switch over to uh football. Since it's draft day, we're going to keep it brief. But for New York City football fans, this is probably going to be the best draft ever. Because the two football teams have two first-round picks each. And they're both in the top ten. Like, so literally, like, any New York fan, because also, like, if you were one football fan, you know, like, you know, the other team. You can just watch the first hour and a half and you'll be done with the draft unless there's like a trade or some shit. This is like the perfect like New York draft for us. What, what, what pick y'all got again? I think they got five and seven. I believe the it's, Giants has. They got, yeah. It's so the, it's basically you got the Jets and Giants going four and five. Mm. Uh, Giants have five and seven, I do believe, unless somehow those picks end up getting traded somehow. Um, but I think both the Giants and the Jets actually have two first-round picks. No, they do. That's, in, the, in, the top, in, the, in the top ten. 
Hey, man. The top ten. That's like the best watch party ever. <laughs> like, They're like, yeah, we got it all. Because I don't know how some of these fans like go to watch parties and their team is picking like 27th. I think I think it's just more about the vibes with them at that. Nah, I know it's the vibes, but like when we, t- we came over before the air, like um, you guys told me, I didn't know they changed it, but I remember I said like the NFL they used to get like 15 minutes for a fucking pick. Yeah, like Goodell, what you doing back there, man? Like 15 whole minutes for one pick, like that shit made no sense to me because I remember NBA was like what two, maybe four. But hopefully, I'm glad. But it should be interesting. I know it's like 7.20 now, one now, so it's like a half hour to the drive. So I'm excited. Hopefully, my Giants get some pieces because, I don't know, since they've been playing so trash, like... They're going to go D. Well, they need anything, right? Right? (laughs) Like, the Giants have been like a a train wreck. The whole New York football has been like a train wreck. Like, they need to blow up MetLife Stadium and give everybody their own stadiums. That that place is trash. I've never been still. Don't worry about it. You ain't missing shit. (laughs) Clearly, you can't fail off the field. Jets is so trash. Fireman Fred don't even show up no more. He'll be at draft night. It's in Vegas tonight. Oh, it's in Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. They Love doing it, it uh, I think, right in front of the Bellagio. Mm, Bellagio. One thing about the NFL draft, too, and a lot of people have caught on, you know, it's not funny, but it is also kind of, like, fucked up. It's like how they always highlight the, the people's trauma, like, when they get oh, picked. Yeah. Yo, I see you seen that, right? They, like, be <laughs> like some cornerback. It'd be like, Gerard, like Gerard's mom OD'd on heroin when he was five. Yeah. And the cousin got, like, one eye jumped out by the train station. But he recovered. I'm like, nigga, what? They try to give you the most sad sob story. Like, oh, you know, um, here is Jamarcus Williams from... The ghetto of uh, Saint Pete, <laughs> Florida. He had to he had to go to school um, eight miles away on a on a scooter with one shoe, and he because only was able to afford one pencil a semester, and if he lost it. He had to figure another way out. Like it would be some stupid shit. Like why are you guys trying so hard? Yo, it could it couldn't be the most successful. Like hey, you know what? Like this person came from a really good home, good family, unless. Unless you came from like a, a family of of religion, where like your dad's a preacher or a pastor, mm-hmm. or your mom's a school teacher, and you're like, yeah, this is what's gonna mean. My mom ain't gonna be working no lunch line no more. I'm gonna take her out type shit. Like if it ain't that, it would be like, yeah, we need the sob story. Which one of these motherfuckers is gonna give us a juice? Yo, that is so hilarious. It, I remember, um, <laughs> remember when Michael Sam got drafted? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like boyfriend. that's when they really ramped it up. Yeah, they, yo, it. I think it was the most hype thing ever, and it was like, and they loved it even more because my man got he got drafted. What was it like in the sixth round? Yeah, he got drafted late, <laughs> madly. And let's be honest, like they were like they were loving. They were like, oh man, two days of this, yo, we working today. Oh, yeah. how do you feel? And then. They was just like, damn, you had to be that dude. He's like, you got to get yourself a white girl. Yo, they treat, <laughs> yo, when Jeff Fisher drafted him, they would treat him like Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, Jeff Fisher, he came through and drafted him. It was like, yo, man. My man didn't even make it. He, he didn't even make the, the, the opening day roster. Oh, man. Um, Another note, too, and it ties it to um, wrestling. Um, 
the Miz is gonna do the Cleveland Browns draft pick Traffic. tonight, and um, I think Titus is gonna do the Bucks. Okay, look at look at WWE. You know who set that up? Mr. Nick Shilkan did. Of course, of course. Big big money, Nick. Only See, this, money. This would have been the time if uh, AEW could have struck up and get that number one pick. Mm. Oh, with Jacksonville. Yeah. No, nah, but you know what? They're not dumb. They also AEW still growing. AEW still growing, but at the same time, like at, I wouldn't even say the first pick, but at least give me the second round pick. Like once after, obviously, you know, Mister Godel ends up, you know, after you know after he does you better than Biden calling um Batman Batman Did you see that? What he called Batman Batman? He's like, yeah, Gary Batman. He's just like, <laughs> nah, he said that. <laughs> yeah, more fucking, like Gary Penguin. Fucking, it's yo, Sleepy Joe is always at it again. My man is a human soundbite right now. Jesus. But I know that'd be dope. Um, what, what was that last year where they got Trevor Lawrence with the first pick and AW yeah. still was like, man, still, no, they was they're not where they are now, and they also still not very. Mainstream no, big. It, it was also dope how they did it last year when they had the stampede match, and they show Urban Myers with the group kind of getting their shit together um, with the staff at the stadium. Yeah, that was yeah, dope. Shad Shad Cohen had a terrible season dealing with that cat. <laughs> My man was yo. He didn't yo. I've never seen someone get blamed over a girl. Gr- he wasn't even doing anything. He was chilling, sipping on his drink. Girls decided to come over and grind him. He was just like, yo, it, it, I ain't even doing anything. Now, nah, but the whole thing, like, when they did the full season, like, report on all the stuff that he was just doing during the season, was like, yo. It not like, even how like you the coach? The shit. It was just like, the, like you a player. Yeah, it was just like, the way he was stepping to these cats, like, he really thought these dudes was, like, youngins. It was like, these grown-ass men. Nah, yeah. they, that was, my man got set up. Nah, he didn't get set up. He did some dumb shit because a lot of people in college football was like, "This is what he do. This is like what Urban Meyer does all the nah, time." Nah, someone someone had it out for him. That was had it out. It's just the typical I, I, I Urban think it was Meyer both. Shit. Nah, I think it was both too. Because even I, I think it's both. Like he his actions were bad, but I do believe Chris. I think somebody because mad yeah. shit was just coming out out of no reason. Like, like oh, he yeah. kicking people. He doing X, Y, and Z. Like somebody didn't like homeboy. Nah, like that was like no one. Oh, like all of a sudden, like he, this is what he's doing. I say, if he back when he was in Florida, you know, coaching them, same thing. Kate probably would have heard reminiscences, but don't get me wrong. NCAA, if you top, 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 and you win, they they'll cut your shit out because NCAA is they co- is yeah, probably just as them those motherfuckers are just as corrupt as the NFL, and I put it out there. They corrupt the shit. Nah, they are. So, but they this whole world because they corrupting kids. <laughs> yeah, that whole so that whole Urban Myers tenure shit. As much as they want to say that it was bad, I'm like, nah, they had it out for him. They they had shooters out for him. Nah, that it still was terrible though. Even on the coaching standpoint, he, it was just terrible coaching games. It was like mm. the worst stuff ever. It was like, what is going on? It was like we got Jackson. I was like, y'all terrible. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers is terrible. Where are they picking today? Are they in the top ten? They have to be in the top ten. They got the first pick. 
Oh, again? Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I remember players. Uh, don't you remember the last game of the season? They, they ended up being uh, the Titans. And uh, the Lions could have gotten the first pick. And they ended up being Green Bay. Green Bay. And they ended up seated, they, they ended up probably sitting like more than their, half their starters after the first quarter. So the fans were like, yo, lose this game. Stop scoring. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have, if they, if that was the case, they would have gotten the first pick. Yeah. But like fans, every time they got a first down, they, all you heard was a boo. Like your own fans are booing you. Like stop moving the chains, just fucking lose this game. That's another team. I hope I don't know. Like they need to eat, like the Lions. It's just I don't. I don't know who runs that team. I don't know why they run the team the way they do. But it's it, bad. It's bad. I was about to say it's bad. Like What's they up? were lucky enough to get that one. Um, that one playoff run with, and I'm glad Stafford got the ring this this past year. They kind of, um, they, they kind of like fake one when he won too. They kind of did. Like I, I know, like they were, they were selling like Matt Stafford support T-shirts. Um, you know, in Detroit, like everyone was behind them, but they didn't do anything to set him up. Like Calvin, once once Calvin Johnson left, I was like, yo, we ain't putting. Yeah, that was it. Once, once once Megatron threw up the deuces, it was a wrap. Yeah, like they there was no replacement. There wasn't like, oh, we really tried. <laughs> Yet they, I feel like Detroit stays around to some to become relevant and, and collect a paycheck. It didn't help that they 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 fired their coach that got them a winning record. Yeah, but the coach they their coach right now I actually do like what he brings to the team. Yeah. And and you know what's crazy? Detroit this past season, they lost a lot of games, but they lost a lot of like they were the best worst team. Yeah, like it was like damn, y'all need like remember the Baltimore game? <laughs> yeah. Yo, they were losing every game that they probably lost. Um, were very close games that they just lost at the end. I figured countlessly, I feel like they should have at least won seven to eight games minimum. Yeah, it was Despite, that close. Yeah. Like, that's how I looked at it. Like, they – but, like, you can tell, like, looking at that team and just the way the coaching staff was, especially with the coach itself, like, you knew, like, yo, this, they got something here. They got they got that team-building shit going on. Now, we look out for the Lions, the Detroit. Um, Before we talk about the square circle business, there is one other sport we should talk about. A sport that's actually doing really well in New York so far. This man. I'm talking about let's for hear, both. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's let's hear it, Terrence. Both of the New York baseball teams are actually pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. No, but as long as y'all know me, I have never said anything like <laughs> egregious about the. Oh, I think the only thing I said was like that one that was like the uh, Yankees lose. I think I forgot what happened. I think nah, that was like my, the wild card or some shit. I was waiting for them for for uh for to, the the glorified match chance. Oh hell, I, nigga. I'm, you, I'm not saying I might be excited. I might have you happy after the win, but I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying anything to July and August. Terrence, we low key putting the uh the G to pump fist like after every win. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, nigga. Who doesn't love a baseball win? He's like, yeah. Oh, um, I got, I got, I got faith in them. I think they get it. I think this year they get it together. I'm gonna throw no, it but we like we we gotta see we like we've seen this movie way too many times. They gotta they gotta finish like they always they started like a what 2018 11 and one finished 500, finished below 500 actually. But 
it's it's good vibes in the air right now. Like I said, the Mets are doing the Mets things. The Yankees are cooking. Baseball yeah. fans are like the only happy fans right now in New York. Yeah, we're looking all right. The Yankees looking all right. Stanton, you know, the Judge. We cracking them back. I was gonna say the other dude too. I didn't even know he was that nice. Um, Nestor, Nestor, Nestor Cortez. Yeah, Mr. Average Joe, Mr. Fucking Mr. Sexual Offender. He gotta shave that shit. Nah, my man. My man is my man's been rocking the stash. <laughs> Don't let him know no schools near the Bronx. That shit is creepy. <laughs> nah, I kind of like that though, cause um, cause I remember Giambi has a mustache, so that's like the only way like any like facial hair can like be like personalized in Yankee colors, right? The, the porn stash. Yeah. But I'm happy. Everybody's cooking. Y'all, y'all won today. Mets are off, but it's been a good first month. But that's the key question. That's the key phrase. It's the first month. There's still a lot of baseball to play yet. Gotta take it mm-hmm. a game out of town. But um, that without sports talk to the side, wrestling is lit. <laughs> um, Lucha Libre. Super- oh, you want to talk about Lucha? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh no, I thought you were talking about AAA, but I was gonna say the Super Show. Like I didn't, I had a feeling we was gonna get an announcement like this sometime sooner rather than later. But just seeing the the formal announcement of like a whole Super Show with like two of the two of the three biggest wrestling companies, so a lot of excitement. Yeah, opening of the officially was called the the Forbidden Door. Like I'm trying to think like. Are you think they actually have? They are going to have to build up stories. You just can't have like, you can't probably have like a couple exhibition like impromptu matchups. But I'm I really want to see like where these storylines before the show takes place. Like what what law do they lean on? Like what like past beef from another company they use to like enhance the storyline for this show? Because I know um Mr. Kenta was already calling out Punk. Well, that yeah, that was uh. Still at the, the the Daily Palace play times when he showed up, and then even before then, like there was like, yo, we can finally get this Kenta and uh, CM Punk match going on. But who's to say we they don't sway the other way, and it ends up becoming CM Punk and Okada? But no, that's what I'm kind of excited for this. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Omega's coming back. <laughs> I I feel like, but. Because the thing is, if they do, if this going to become like an annual event, do they want to burn the Okada Omega match so soon, or do they want to give it like a, at least some time to build up? Give it some time. Because that's the real money match. People want to see AEW's Omega versus Okada again. I feel like because that was like the feud that kind of like that feud was like the hottest thing in American wrestling for for a Japanese promotion. Like, if we being honest. Yeah, like that was that was that's all you needed. You didn't need anything else. Cause those I've never seen any of those matches live. Cause it was like three, four, five in the morning. So I would just catch the results like on the Reddit page after I woke up. But I remember just being so like being so um intrigued by that feud and just like the spots. Like my all time favorite spot from that the whole trilogy, like whatever, was just like the um the rainmaker spot where he collapsed. Mm-hmm. Like that spot to me is like one of my top five spots of all time. 
Um, I just love the the way the, the the presentation of just the camera, how they used to always used to always present the Rainmaker was always the thing. Like the camera switch, or just like the, the um the zoom just up. The, just the zoom up, the zoom in, like it made it like it made you like oh, it's about to happen. Who, who y'all think um Daniel Bryan is calling out because he's been waiting a long time for this? Well, probably Osprey. That's on I feel like that's the I feel like that's the match, or I don't know who he signed to because it's been so long. Is Zack Saber still New Japan? Yeah. All right. Either either those two, or maybe a Jay White, because I feel like Daniel Bryan will have to go. You know, like an upper mid Carter is going to have to go up against one of their upper mid Carters. And then maybe you could have Moxley face off against Osprey because it's kind of like the two conflicting styles. More of a brawler, more of a technician, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah, I could see Daniel facing him, Zach. Cause I feel like he could always get to like Jay White. Jay White's been in the state for like so long. And he always popping up on Dynamite. They might as well yeah. get a nigga contract. Yeah, he's been like <laughs> he's been going like back and forth with that in impact and shit. He's like J A Y and Yay so shy. <laughs> But I did see um I see CM Punk is making his way to the top, and I kind of liked it because I remember when he first debuted and every we talked about it too in the podcast like how a lot of people was like he ain't doing nothing, like why is he in the low mid card? It was like because he had to build himself back up and he he literally just got off the couch. You can't tell me this man who's not been wrestling for almost a decade is getting off the couch and going straight to the main event. Yeah, they're gonna. Him and um, Hangman, double or nothing. It's the time for Hangman to get that belt off him. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. How you guys feeling about the Hangman? Because we, you know what? We said this. Remember, we had an episode dedicated because remember, we was like, it was always the plan for the Hangman to like win the championship. And we, we were trying to figure out like how would a championship reign go in the new land of AEW in it? It's, it's, it's been very, as as Hove told Mace, I look at the video and you always number two. And it's kind of true. <laughs> like, we seen what happened at Revolution. They was like, oh, this match is happening? Oh. It was like four or five more important things going on. Hmm. Every time but, he turned into Dynamite, he ain't been the main priority. I don't know. I think he... um. Cause it, it's always like a, it's always up to the booker and shit like that. Cause you can never really, it's very hard to like keep up that momentum. But um, but I feel like in the same token, like they was consistent enough to everybody that was the world champ to get the main focus on the on the on the program so far. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I was about to say, but it, Adam Hangman Page, he became the title when a lot of new stars and. Shit is like coming in, and people are like, "All right, we like you, but we might not like you that much now." Thank the Adams, because like Adam Cole came, Keith Lee is now arrived, and mm-hmm. if, if you gave tell people straight up, like, who would you rather see a champion right now? A lot of people say Keith Lee. So I, I mean, a lot of people wanted Adam Cole to win the, win the belt over. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad that he's going to sneak this reign in. I don't, he's probably going to get another one down the line, probably with another character. But with this, this reign has not done well for the for the cowboy. 
And I, I want to figure maybe because if the absence of Omega kind of yeah. attributes to it, because the whole story was him besting Omega for it. Yeah, the chase was better than the, as you say, T, the chase was better than the ring. So, it's, so it's like if Omega was still around, it's like, oh, like just to have like that character play off of him, like losing the belt while Hangman's now just having the belt. So, but I don't know. I, I think he beats Punk at double or nothing because I think they're thinking is they want to get a rematch for Chicago and then have Punk win in Chicago. He's going to pull some Hulk Hogan political <laughs> stroke brother with that one. <laughs> Punk is like, I, I'm going over in Chicago. Wait, what's the, what's, the, what's the event at Chicago? Um, all out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, cause they doing um, yeah, cause they, yeah, yeah, back to back, cause they doing the both events at Chicago. Yeah, so I think Hangman gets the win in double or nothing, cause I think the real, I think the real road is for Punk to get the but, title in Chicago. But I will say this, um, why if Punk did win there, obviously for booking reasons we will understand, but for um. From a company reason, it been reported last week. Um, Warner Media got bought out by Discovery, so you know they own TNT and TBS now. So what happened yesterday was all the shows that's on TBS and TNT they've been mm-hmm. getting canceled. Like Last OG, you know the show with um Tracy Morgan got canceled. Mm-hmm. They getting rid of all the <clears throat> programming. So supposedly <clears throat> the chick that that's the CEO of Discovery, she sees things in a different way. So they're not was shot like they they getting rid of a lot of stuff like they're not getting rid of AEW but they they going it's gonna be a whole lot of adjusting going on so if they looking at like oh what works here and what's there and they see CM Punk and he's a ratings draw they might be like all right he need to get the belt yeah okay I, I feel you on that but I didn't know that they were chopping off shows they better not touch that um rat in the kitchen that's probably one of the <laughs> best shows on TV right now I don't know if you, have you guys seen it. Yeah, they said they only getting rid of script shows right now. All right, nah, they need to keep that right in the kitchen. That show is mad, like, entertaining to watch. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. CM Punk. Back world camp. I feel like it's about to be... It's, it's about to be something. And I, I think a punk reign is, will be like a... Because uh, I, I think that's what AEW... I think that's why it's kind of... Even me personally, for AEW, it's been kind of feeling a little stale right now. Yeah, I don't so, know if y'all caught that that ladder match last night. Oh, uh, with Guevara and um Sky. Mm. I, I did thought... like how they. Another thought. I did like how they finally decided to dip into the heelness of um the new Edge and Lita with um Sammy and um. Oh, they milking that shit. <laughs> we need a live. Only fan celebration in the ring. Whoa. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Fuck it. Yo, t- yo, say they doing live OnlyFans, that'll probably be like their biggest like rating ever. Yo, if they were to do one just for shits and giggles, that I think that would be amazing. I would be all for it. Not like just for that bit itself, I'm all for it. Like Oh, we're starting our own, you know, OnlyFans. And the heat. Oh, amazing. Oh, we like subscribe to our OnlyFans. Like that'll probably be like on merch and shit. Like they should play into that. That'd be right be dope. Cause like, so 
people started turning on him because he dumped his ex for her, or just because they got a little too lovey dovey in the public eye? Seemed like, like it was a combination. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is also like they just become the way they both are. They just started becoming very obnoxious about things. I'm about to say, well, niggas hating because they not they not behind Tay Cotton Conti. If we being honest, because mm-hmm. they not piping. Uh, I think it remember because post his girl at Dynamite. I remember. That's why the whole Tay Conti shit was like I thought it was a work at first. I was like, yo, this nigga just proposed. They're like, mm. like on TV, like not even like some shit like off the scenes and the Instagram post. Like this nigga was in the ring with like, you'll be my, will you be my forever lover? Yeah, yeah I think it became a little too much for people. Like with the whole, they was naked with the belt and all that. And you know, some people just was, it, well, it started Paige, to get go, go away. For... Paige, Xavier Woods, and what's homeboy's name? Brad Maddox. They was naked with the belt. Nah, but that was before. <laughs> that, that was before they, <laughs> That was before it was on a on like that came out after though. Nah, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just fucking. Yeah. Nah, that, I forgot all about that. That's why. <laughs> that niggas is hella naked with the belt. Fuck remember you. that? Remember that episode of SmackDown when they bung it up? Oh, in the fucking rap battle. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it leaked out, and then they, everybody was looking at Woods. Get your, ex- get your like. Don't be getting yourself. X-rated like your boy Xavier Woods. <laughs> I was like, ooh. That was that was with the FC that was the FCW days, right? Or the OVW. The what? When when um Paige, Woods, and Maddox was down there. Nah, they were still NXT, they, they right? were, That was NXT, yeah. Ooh, Triple H is Triple H is running a sloppy shop. See, no wonder they fired his ass. See, Mr. Man. I'm like, I'm just fucking around today. <laughs> they, I remember they, they made a, a reference to the title being dirty and shit like that. I forgot mm. to, I forgot who it was mentioned to, but they mentioned something about like it was to um Lambert. Was what was it? Um, to Dan Lambert, he was saying something like like yeah, you didn't want like my something on. You already got it because it was on the belt. Yes, it, it was like something referencing around those lines, and I was like, "Damn, they they taking shot shots. They getting nasty. Yeah. So so gotta, nasty. Got to sanitize that boot." But no, I kind of like the fucking Sammy and Tay Conti. That's what we need some nasty in wrestling. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of components of wrestling that makes wrestling, especially like a American TV version of wrestling. You need some fucking nasty. You you like you need a couple. The both of them are good looking in their own ways. Tate Conti is hot. Let them get nasty. That, we we got the fucking clown doing freak shit. We got other people doing other shit. Let other people be nasty. Nice, mm. I want to see ass and titties everywhere. Make wrestling nasty again. That's about to be our first merch. I'm gonna get some red hats. I'm gonna get some red hats. Make wrestling nasty again. I want to see TNA. Nah, I don't want to see all of that. I just feel like we we could probably need some like some characters because like growing up, Val Venus, Godfather. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another. Nah, Val Venus was a horny boy. Now, yo, imagine him now with OnlyFans. Nah, and it's funny now because I think he's like a church guy now or some shit. Who Val? Yeah, like he's not. He's not like like that type of guy. 
Niggas finish it was the money shot. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, they was wilding in the nineties. <laughs> nigga, Vince was coming to work horny every day. So. He was just like, "All right, guys, so what do we got? What do we got?" But um, I did hear interview Becky Lynch took not taking shots, but she said the AEW's women's division they ain't competition. I heard what she said, and I think she was right. Ooh, okay. Um, what she came out and said was that the division is not. It was it was more or less like the, the the way AEW highlights their women's division is nothing close to compare to how WWE does it. So they have short matches, they're not presented well, they're really haven't really done much with the with the female division in general. Mm-hmm. And that was really what she was hinting at. It wasn't like she was taking shots at it, but they asked her, like, hey, have you been watching um, AEW, what do you think about their their female division? She was like, honestly, like I've been busy. I haven't taken the time to really sit down and really watch it. I have no interest, even though I know she was she she was like you know very close with like with Ruby, yeah. um, and she was just like you know that's my girl. But like reality, like they're not competition. They're, no, not- they they don't get highlighted as we do, and we're the top. You know, we're, we're, we're the top company that has the best females, and those are nothing but facts. I don't think it should have been taken as a shot, uh, apart from Booker's and uh, Kenny Omega, who I, if not, probably still is do, uh, running the, the female division in AEW, need mm-hmm. to step the fuck up. I think, and I think it was less, and I think it was like a, a not like trying to take a jab at AW, but like prove me wrong, prove me my statement wrong. That's all it was. Cause it's girls over there that Becky all cool with, so it's like put them in a better put some of my girls in a better spot. Prove me wrong. Well, I feel like that's kind of a low blow because WWE got all the high, like WWE got all the female top talent. Like who who's like a big ass star on the AEW's like roster? That's why I always said like whoever's gonna be like that first jump. From WWE to AEW, woman wise, it's gonna be crazy. But I think that's what that's what Becky's point was too. It's like you get to a point where you keep talking about like who's gonna be a star out of Great Breaker. It's like the whole point is they gotta make the stars, like yeah. the men stars. Just like point the, the four horsemen, they wasn't stars. They made no. the stars. True, but stars also elevate stars. That's the thing, though. Like they, you got somebody like Britt Baker, she gotta start elevating some of the other talent. True, and this is her time to lay on her back. Wow. Ah. Oh. I caught that shit on the. I caught that shit as soon as you started that sentence. I was like, "Wow, she got to take some pins." I'm a Britt Baker guy, you know this. I, but this is it. Like Malcolm said, this is a time. Like you can't be at the top. Like you was at the top. Now it's your time to use your range. Yeah, like, yeah, it, and like and again, girls too, cause they they got Tony Storm now. That's a good look. They got Tony Storm. I'm hearing talks about, you know, Amber Moon might go over there. I don't know. She, she, she nah, I keep telling y'all. I keep telling y'all. They need Mercedes. Wait. Oh, I, I, that would be... That would be... They huge. need Mercedes, bro. That I, I've been saying this since the of the show. I think that's the big money woman play that Tony Khan is hope, hoping that comes to fruition. They need Mercedes. But but when you see this comment that Becky married there, you, you don't think that that's across the board with all the WWE women in the locker room or the top stars? Like, 
if we go over there, we gotta we gotta elevate all this talent. <laughs> elevate all this talent. I'm sorry. <laughs> he said we gotta yeah. elevate all this talent. Yeah, like, nigga, dynamite, rampage, dark. You better get your elevating on. Um, it something needs to happen. I think just a pre again, it, it comes down to presentation. I, I get Britt Baker is your your pillar in the women's division. But after that, like they really haven't done anything with anyone else. That's true. I think you know, Jade is the next one, but it's like who's and, after Jade? And it I personally didn't believe that they needed a second title. Mm. That should I, I think that they they were a little bit too ahead of themselves with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think um, I, I think not to compare them, but WWE needed that mid-card title more than AEW. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that would have been a way better. I would have, because I'm going to be honest, goddamn truth, they need to get rid of the, the women's tag team uh, titles. Yes, and, um, and make that a mid-card title. It would be way better for the division. Nah, just, just, just throw that shit in the blender and just move on. Me personally, I would, and, and I've been preaching this for God knows how long. I didn't mind the the tag team titles, and I felt it, it's good. What I have an issue with is a when it comes down to creative, it's just it, it doesn't make sense. And we've you know long history. Sure, I think since possibly early two thousands, early mid two thousands, tag team division men or women um has been lacking. That was that was the golden era, the last era. I want to say pure tag team wrestling what it was actually made to for you to actually give a shit i remember you know at a good tag team match would actually possibly main event or at least co-main event be there was a huge you know thing about it that's not a thing anymore yeah that, I'm that like the reflection of how we talked about with Britt baker like elevating the, yeah. the women's division is the same thing like wwe with the tag team division like if certain people don't have the belt it's not gonna be good. Sasha don't got the tag team belt, then it's not gonna be lit. If you give the belt to somebody like Carmelo and them, no offense to them, it's just gonna stall out, and th- and that's a problem. That's a big problem. Now, if they had a big card division, you see right now, if you see Raw this past week, they did something they never do before. Women having feuds without the belt. They got Becky, Oscar, they got Rhea, Liv. They never do that. They haven't did that in years. I was about to say they did that growing up because that's why I was so enamored with the project, with the product because I always felt like that too. Like you never really needed like a ranking system. Your feuds dictated who would get like, yeah, so and so. So say like you said, like a mid card, like if it was Molly Holly versus Jazz, and they had like some great, like a great feud. Whoever wins that feud logically would be the next one in line for like a championship. And I felt yeah. like that's how you should book. Shit, rather than what whatever they doing now. Yeah, yeah. So like this, the, yeah, this. I mean, across the board with the Becky comment, you can make that comment about every like women's division in wrestling yeah. right now. Like, I feel like WWE to get the big stuff done with the women. Obviously, we see stuff like Mania and some of the small stuff, like some of the short matches. Some not having like the the make card fuse they could work on. But you know they usually get the big stuff done, but they can still work on things. You know what promotion is real has really done like a great job with the woman again because they did it before. Um, Impact. Yeah, Impact. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Even before, even before my um, um, WWE got their bunch with with NXT and it built up from there. 
Impact was doing a, a phenomenal job with their women's division. The knockouts division. It was, it yeah. was wonderful. Nigga, that was their draw. Yeah. It, it was a huge draw, and it was always <laughs> it was fan fucking great matches. Like they gave also, no I fucks. About, I was about to say also I thought that term for them was, was perfect. Mm. Knockout. Knockout yeah. champ. Yeah. Like that, I always thought that just like was just so perfect for wrestling. Like these are knockouts. Especially like, during oh, the right? time when WWE called their girls through divas. Yeah. But like knockouts was just like it was a double play because it was just like Yo, these girls are knockouts. They're tens, mm. and then it plays in with like, hey, it's wrestling. Could you know be knocked out like it was? But they've AEW needs to fucking get it together. Like it, you can't be elevating girls also on on AEW dark. True, because like, because that you're missing out. People who's not tuning into dark. Me, <laughs> it's, it's not like there for the fucking ride of like the ascension. Yeah, cause yeah. T- to be honest, after that, that the match with um Britt, we haven't seen Ruby Soho on. No, it. and one thing I will say, I know we would Sasha be a, a huge addition to it. Yes, but honestly, it's kind of comes down to one of those things that. Big start signings is not really gonna fix the problem. Mm. They just they they lack presentation. Um, the star power does have something to do, you know, has a little bit something to do with it, but mm-hmm. they're not drawing anything. You know, obviously, you know they got Tony Storm in, great, but apart from her, kind of just doing a couple of um, promos, being a couple of backstage interviews. What have they haven't done anything? Yeah, you know, that... who Tony Khan should have hired after they they um they they, they bought um Ring of Honor on um, Maria. She was running in the women's division for um Ring of Honor. Yeah, always had a thing for Maria. That, that was like my raw crush back in the day. I used to team, yeah. I used to team and tune in mostly to TNN for her. That was my girl. That would have been a perfect addition for their women's division to have somebody with such insight to run yeah. the division. And it's also weird that they haven't given that to Serena Deep. Like she's also been, you know, really good. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a whole lot that they need. Um, and it's it's a simple fix, to be honest. It's it's a it's a simple fix, but they need to they they need to do something. No, because you know it, it it's it's not the woman's fault because the men haven't had it either. AEW mm-hmm. Besides, maybe CM Punk's debut, but that's the thing; it's a debut. We've talked about it before. They still have not had that that significant moment, storyline turn, whatever to grasp the masses yet. No, yeah. on uh, both as sides. I, as I said multiple times, the only reason WWE is even standing on two feet right now is because of their women's division. Anytime yeah. anything mainstream happens, it's through the women's the the, the, the Ronda, the Triple Threat match. That got main street media, the, the 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 main events and all this. If it was just Roman and, and Seth, you know that's it. They do whatever, but they yeah. they're very well balanced. And as much as a lot of people want to give Uncle Vince a lot of shit, he doesn't know what he's doing. Presentation and promoting is his bread and butter, and that's something that's the, the carny in him. That's and and that's and that's what wrestling was about, and I. I also, I love it. I love it. I love what wrestling is so carny yeah, again. It really is. Honestly, like it's the whole presentation. You have to you have to make it 
um, something big. It, you you need to have something that's drawn to it, and I feel like that's something that lacks in AEW. That presentation is it's it's lacks. Um, New Japan is old school. They're not really too big on that. The closest company that I see that still does it, but they don't have the budget to do so, is Impact. Yeah, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say. AEW has come close to it one time, mm-hmm. and it would come off kind of biased because me and you both went to it, but it was Grand Slam. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was I like think... the, the one that they, it, anything like that was ever done. Like the build up to Grand Slam for a free show. Let's put that out there: a free show would unheard of. Yeah, that was like that... the closest they ever got to like. Like what you kind of say, presentation. Because even when we when we went to our seats, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Because I've never been to Arthur Ashe, and just yeah. to being in a tennis stadium, <laughs> it just felt like an attraction. Like even walking to the like, yeah, I've said it before on um the recap. We even walking to the arena, it was like we was going to Woodstock. It was like a line of people just like traveling. Yeah, yeah, but it's- nothing close has has been done to that. You get matches, and it's great, and I think. Um, this is where I feel there's gonna there's a huge difference between what WWE and AEW does. You're getting the presentation, you're getting the promotion, you're getting the hype build up to it. AEW hasn't done that so much. Um, in ways that they have, they've they've done it, but not as consistently throughout, you know, throughout the entire roster because they the name itself builds itself up. So. You can throw any match together. If you wanted to say, hey, let me throw in um, Brian Danielson and let's say um, Sting, just very randomly. Let's, let's, let's put that together. You, mm-hmm. need no, you need no hype for that. If I was to show you a commercial and be like, hey, tomorrow night on, on Dynamite, you have Brian Danielson and Sting. You're like, fuck yeah, I want to watch that shit. But then... That's that's it. That's all you have, and there's just there's nothing to build up to, and there's and that's where I feel the lack of the presentation, um, kind of holds AEW from kind of reaching the the next stage of Jumanji. Yeah, I nah, think I y'all even you. made a point to it. Number one, Revolution when it was Jericho, Eddie, yeah, and then T U was like, we didn't really need the match on the card. Wait, we did yeah. not need that shit. Cause they didn't, it, they didn't build up to that. No, but it was a good match for it to be the first one out, and like that was all you really needed. It was a yeah. short build up. It was mentioned. I felt that for that match being the, you know, the the the, the first curtain uh, curtain match, I think it was perfect. Yeah. It was slotted the way it needed to. So I give him that pass because that's all you really needed. Yeah, it was perfect. I'm like, we didn't need it, but Chris was right. We didn't need it, but it was at the perfect spot. It was a perfect spot. If you would have told me this match is going to be somewhere mid-card, I'm like, yo, I didn't really need to see this match. But being a curtain match, I'm like, all right. I give it to them, and it was it was entertaining. It it, it filled its purpose. It got people um, interested into the event. I'm like, okay, now let's wait for the next one. And then that not only just it didn't pause from there, it still carried on for several weeks after that. So they did a good job with that. It was a great placement. Yeah, because even with the hype for Double or Nothing, I was semi thinking about like going to a watch party, but then I had to like, ooh, because you know, we said like AW's pay per views, them niggas should just run long. And then, I, yeah. and then you pay $60 on it, you're like, hmm. 
I still don't know why they went to to Sundays on pay per views. Yeah, because like that Sunday coming out of Jacks and the other spot Legends should be brutal. I didn't understand why they that was a per, like when they first started doing pay per views. I was like, oh Saturday, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. And then they just started doing Sundays. Like what? What you doing Sundays for? Even when WWE went over to Saturdays, people were bitching about. It. I was like, yo, Saturdays are perfect. It worked out. I feel like it works out everywhere across the board, especially for a lot of the international fans. I was gonna say, especially for the demographic, like males, like we could get fucked up. Bar and you work like a Sunday, you get like fucked up and don't have to worry about work the next day. Hey, that and if like, yo, if I didn't catch that, I have Sunday off, I can still chill and watch it. Same thing, I miss uh Sunday afternoon pay per views back in the early 90s. I remember watching three, four o'clock. Uh, WrestleManias and SummerSlams, in and out, and like I still I have my entire afternoon about this. I can you know for the quote unquote American family, I can do my wrestling thing and still have dinner with the family. You know while I'm eating my my wife's dried ass meatloaf and potatoes <laughs> and glass and glass of milk with peas. Then it's like we can have that. I can go uh, take a shower, say my prayers, and eat my vitamins, and then go to school the next day. Which uh, what was it? The the snuggle buddy? What was the shits called with the big heads, the pillow shits? The wrestling buddies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I I had two of those things. I'm pretty sure you did. That was, that was like when big marketing shit. Yeah, I had the. Uh... I I definitely had the warrior one. I think I had the um, the million dollar man one. I wanted the macho. Price. I wanted the macho man, but you know they. I think they were sold, sold out. out. They were <laughs> yeah, sold was, out. Yeah, I can imagine. So I had the million dollar man <laughs> one. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" No, macho man was moving units. Yeah, he was moving, and same thing with the warrior one. Like those were those were tough ones. The same thing with the the Hulk Hogan ones. Like, I think that's also, like, what we're going to, like, now, like, with the marketing. Like, I know that, um, AEW, like, because I'm also wondering when is that, too. Like, when's the next jump? When are we going to start seeing AEW people on, like, talks, like, late night? They Like I said, they haven't reached that level yet. Yeah. It, 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 it depends, like, like who's, who's going to be the, the, the flag bearer for that. That's the one thing. That, you know, that also, they don't, was, you know, the also they, they, they need to get in the market of. And that WWE, because we kind of praised them at WrestleMania, they they gonna need a celebrity match to like kickstart things. I mean, they can always count on old Bullet Club member of Steve Amell. Mm. That's what I'm saying. But they need like a they need like a big star. Like cause I think they kind of pitched that Giannis, and then somebody from the Bucks was like, "Nah, he ain't doing that shit." Mm. But they need they need like that one. Like one big star, you know, especially will be a good opponent too. Because, like I said, I think he has like the biggest traction to if they're going to catch on with this generation, he'll be it. It'll be Hook. Like, yeah. if they put Hook with like a very like popping star right now, I think that shit would do numbers. Yeah. But they don't, they don't have, and this is what a lot of people don't realize. Let me get Hook is- and Justin Bieber. Yeah, that, this, <laughs> where that, this is where this is where um Tony the other con makes his real money off having Nick those Khan. connections. Yeah, because yeah, Nick, 
And this is a and this is a good example of what WWE does better than AEW, and it just comes down to the marketing point. AEW is for the casual fan that can go in and be like, "Oh man, this is going to be a, a, a barn burner. This is going to be a great match to it." But and that's great. You could you can get the ratings, but it's not getting market as you would want to. That's why. With the WWE, they have, you know, they have people that they can put out there and be like, hey, you know, we can still kind of put the press up on it. And I think them having people like The Rock and John Cena, especially doing their big things, Roman, we know he's going to be on that on that that track. And also There's... Batista a little bit. Even yeah. though they don't really, they're not really, like, so connected right now. No, but they still do. But it, it gives um Legitimacy. I think... It gives them legitimacy and it brings people on. Because Batista was a, was a he was a shot in the dark. No one really expected, but he's doing his own thing. And I think, especially him doing like these Marvel movies, like you're getting you're getting a lot of stuff. And Batista also doing stuff, you know, with like James Bond films and a couple of like um, other projects. Him starting to kind of get a little bit more leaning man roles. Like I mean, they're doing that. I mean, Batista they're, got them. He he made them wild bread. I'm the one they yeah. took the um. The, the 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 crossover show with Netflix that she, that zombie film he was yeah in. the um what was it called Army of Thieves or something like that yeah they got WWE got a couple of yeah few meals for doing that crossover yeah we we, we, we saw that sh- yeah we saw that shitty segment they did one time uh actually was it for like a good solid week or two this is during the the Thunder Dome yeah, yeah, era yeah they so had like zombies the the coming Dome. out and you were like bro this this is almost this is just as corny as um, WWE's version of ECW's resurrection, like when they were doing shit with sci-fi, like this was just as bad and corny, but it still got people talking. Um, yeah. and it was what it was, but the AW doesn't have that. Like you have a you have a top heel in MJF, yeah. and that is that's fantastic. I think that's a great start, but obviously, no matter what. You should always build up your baby face because your heel is is gonna do heelish work. He's not gonna be like, you know, unless it was like someone who's completely hot shit. Like, let's say if the if the Miz was um, in AEW because Miz can kind of play both parts and and it be more him. Like, I'm hot shit. I'm Hollywood. I'm this. But MJF, he's gonna be that snot asshole and he does a fantastic job with him but there's no way that MJF can be your face of the company yeah uh, this, it, but this is where we were talking about with double or nothing right so if CM Punk does win either then or all out he's gonna have to be the person that sort of like markets this because he's gonna be the champ yeah but I, it's not the right move I don't even think I, eventually it's going to happen and I like how the CM Punk route um, him, them building him up to to get to that point down the line is a great move, but you don't have an established and I and they've they they haven't done much with with uh with Paige. Oh, yeah, like, Adam Page. Like I'm gonna be honest with and let's 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 be honest. Let's be honest. Let's put the cards on the table. If someone randomly told you who's the AEW uh, world champion right off the top of your head and you have five seconds, would you be able to answer that? No, no, it's Hangman because he just beat Omega. No, 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 no. What? No, I'm talking about like really quick. Like, wouldn't you have to think about it twice? 
Nah, because they only had a couple of champions. Nah, and nah, I wouldn't even have to think. I'll, I'll say this, Chris. When we, like I was saying earlier, like if you watch a dynamite, and yeah, something happened, and then you see pay um hangman, then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, hangman. yeah, you for, yeah. you for, you totally honestly forget Adam Page is around. Like he's your champion. It worked for Omega. Omega has a name. You know, he, and he also stepped name. up his presentation too, even though it was kind of riffing on Triple H. But it shows you that's a yeah. good formula with the suits and the people and the shades. Like, yeah, like tried and true. But again, yes. unless you unless you build up Kenny Omega to be your top baby face, you could do that. He works a little. He works well in between. I prefer Kenny the Cleaner. I think that heelish side of him. It, works best for him but he can also be a baby but they need to they need to establish like where the future is within the next within the next two years like is at if adam page is your guy then you need to present him at a, as a top guy if you want him to kind of be a little bit of a laid-back version of austin throw you know hey i'm just gonna be chugging beers and shit like that then do so but you need to you need to hold them into a high standard and high regards in order for the company to move forward. Because if you don't have that and you're still trying to figure out who our guy is so that they can take this company to that next level and give us legitimacy, then it's a different story. That's why why you think Vince, he's like, Yeah, I, I know there's competition, but I ain't worrying about them. They're not gonna get um, huge pay-per-view deals. They're not going to get Saudi money. They're not going to be presented <laughs> internationally. <laughs> Yo, let's, and, and uh, that's no, it's true. That, that's a, that's a, that's a big, that's a big chunk of cash. It's they're, they're not, they're not there yet. Like they're not, um, they're still floating. They're still getting their feet wet. I think now being post COVID, they are touring. They'll be able to have more flexibility because it sucked that they got trampled. I think every every company suffered from it. They're, they're just starting to, um, you know, hit the ground running back up once again. And they was really catching momentum too when Moxley won the title. It, it was, um, but then there's you there's there's so much uncertainty. Like they don't know if Mox is going to stay longer. But again, Mox is not your face of the company. But, all right, so for, for, for now, 2022, all right, obviously it's not going to cut the hangman run my end. The best mm-hmm. pres- the best person to do this is CM Punk, at least from a, a crossover standpoint. That they not like, all right, who's the champ? Who's that? Everybody knows who CM Punk is. And he has the, the show with Hills. Yeah. He has, he has a lot of crossover appeal. He appears on ESPN. He's somebody that you wouldn't be surprised if he pit on a late night show. Yeah, because he has done like all those avenues. I get what Malcolm was saying. He done all those yeah. things since after wrestling. So now that he is the champion, he can like it's easy for him to walk through, especially with some gold shit on I, his fucking shoulder. I think the thing is, do the CM Punk want to do all that? That's a good question. That's true, but this is probably his last reign. He better enjoy it while he can. Cause I think like as much as he doesn't want to claim, you know, the WWE run that that made him to the superstar he is now, and you know, in his, in his words, he made him the superstar that he is. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 it's just, it all, it's a dance, it all, but nah, like, but yeah, the WWE machine definitely helped. But it's a thing yeah. like CM Punk said before, like, oh, there's no such thing as a casual view. Now, you watch WrestleMania, it definitely was a lot of casual viewers. Yeah, like, like. 
so they they, they got to be less closed minded of 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 an audience. But no, that's what I'm saying. They don't have they don't have that story yet, or just something to like hook people in. That's all I'm saying. Like I, I think their best shot is like if Hook starts getting traction. No. I think. Just... I, I well, I mean, unless you guys haven't been paying uh, much attention to it, but they're doing a fun off, and I think it's the right direction, and it's gonna move up. Obviously, after that is with Warlow. Oh yeah, I'm loving Warlow right now. It's, it's um, giving big day vibes. It's it's kind of, I look at it as <laughs> like people gonna say gonna be like the light yeah. bright um like the diet Roman, yeah no it really is like it, I'm starting to kind of get a it's fast forward into the HBK Big Daddy Cool breakup, like Warlow was the muscle and now they're you're kind of breaking this up, um, it's they need to get a little bit more aggressive with and and, and really focus a little bit more on it. I want to see more content of it, but Warlow is going to be, uh, if I want to say bef- this time next year, I feel like he should be world champion. Yeah. Um, Within- the thing with this though, I will say quick, um, all right, we talked about Adam Page having him like chase Kenny for that belt for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and then that dying out when he got the run. Yeah. If he, if he got away from MJF, like they got to keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. It can't just it, it can't stop on on a standstill. Like they need to like what's next, and it and if they want to go the longer round, be like, hey, we'll put them into the TNT um, championship. I'm like, yo, you don't really need to do that if you really want to put them in to that for that slot and take on Page. Whoever's the champion, um, but by by the summer, it needs to happen. Yeah, I think he's the only person on the, on the roster right now that's fresh. Is not someone who has you know like has a big yeah, name especially from the somewhere freshness, else. Especially the freshness yes. that really helps because there's no other like highlights from him except for in that company. Yeah, no. we have no like real data on him. Like, to else. Yeah, like you can, they can cop out and be like, "Oh, we'll we'll give Moxie another title." Yeah, because I can see that they're going like Nickelodeon and shit, like on like the Kids Choice Awards. Like, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like, they they can go so many different routes and be like, "Yeah, hey, what they say?" Because he kind of like like a throwback to like like an eighties type of wrestler, like all big yeah. but kind of like cool and slick, but still agile, still you know doing this and that. Like you can. You can go with you can go a lot of different routes. You have names. You have the Samoa Joes. You have the 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 Brandon the Brian Danielsons. Um, you can go with Adam Cole, but reality is like long term. Yo, throw someone in like Warlow in there. Yeah, and he'll, and he'll kind of get like the Batista. He'll get the woman. Yeah. In, he'll get the woman in the stands. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of go woman in the stands, they I hope they throw the rocket on Jade because people paying attention. People that don't watch wrestling right now, they like who that? Who that? Looking silky smooth. Jay looking every day is a new picture. It's like who mm-hmm. that? All mm-hmm. the rappers, all the rappers liking Jay pictures. They all on. They better tell she might end up robbing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she had that look, like she said, you turn the channel, you yeah. flip it through, and you like, oh, who is? Like, who is this woman? Like, 
She ain't skipping a beat. She ain't skipping a beat with the cocoa butter either. <laughs> yo, that's yo, she be looking yo, yo, silky smooth, silky smooth, always like moist, she, always moist, always looking radiant. I'm like, okay, she just she just screams money, like she yeah. is money. But there should be no reason, like, okay, she's holding that title, but to who? Yeah. Like what are you like? What are you doing yeah. with that? But like, that title should... was made for her too. Also, it it was, but it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like, yo, it's it's just lacking. Like looking at the roster right now. Like, who you got? You got Britt Baker. You got Anna J. Don't 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 we? Yo, hold on, Chris. You you notice how we talked about old women? We haven't even talked about the women's champ. That's how bad of a job they're doing with that. We never even talk about Thunder Rosa. They he did. was talking about Britt Baker. Like they the built up to Thunder Rosa was two matches too long. For yeah, her. she should she should have won it that first time. And that, if not that, that rematch, that rematch kind of killed it. Not only that, but the fact that new new belt. And you give it a Britt Baker. That match should have never have happened. It should have just happened in San Antonio and called it a day. And nah, it happened. That's definitely happened. that's definitely true because it kind of did take away the the awe. And then there was like a retread. And, I, and I, it was I too much. That was, that was very WWE like with that. It was horrible. It was, it was just a lot to get to the point. Now I'm telling you, she won that match because when they debuted the belt, I'm not I'm not sure she politicked. Or if Tony Khan was like, I'm gonna feel bad if we like you've been carrying this belt for so long and now we make it pretty, I gotta give it to somebody else. You know what I mean? But like Chris said, then they should have just had her winning off the first night. Like you like that whole that that two it, it, it kind of muddied it a little bit. Yeah. Like I would have if if you would have given it to her that day, go in San Antonio and and just do this huge celebration, that could have been like all right, now we can have this one match. Someone to really kind of put her over. Didn't even have it, it. Couldn't it? Didn't even have to have been Britt Baker. Could have been someone. Even I think even if you probably would have given me, um, maybe Tony Storm uh, debuting that day. Um, if you would have given me even Nyla Rose, someone legitimately like, all right, let's put you over at home, as opposed to you're gonna win it at home because that I feel like that just dragged it. Yeah, I was gonna say also maybe for her character wise, they should have held off. They should have had her debut the new title because yeah. then it also gives her character something to add to her, like her on screen presence. Yeah, like that oh, Dunder brought thing. the bling. That was another thing. Why would they debut the new title and the ch- the chick that got the title is not gonna even have it for next for another? Yeah, week? that was a, that was just a terrible move. Yeah, because that that, was... that would have added something to like Thunder because also she doesn't she has the mask and she. But she doesn't really have nothing really like like personality wise kind of has like jumped off yet. So that would be kind of cool to like have her character like bling out the trophy saying, oh, I didn't like how the the, the doctor was was carrying. Like, this yeah. is how we do it over here. Like, hey, OK, Thunder. Like, so, yeah, that was definitely. A... Yeah, like and it's, it's crazy, but like. The one person that kind of gave people some legitimacy in terms of putting people over was Nyla Rose. That's true, say. That's like, true. like I think that's the only person that can help elevate some of these other other women. Um, 
even them getting paid, like, like she hasn't done. She's she's new. She hasn't really wrestled anything yet. Like they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Sheeta. I think she's a sweetheart. I think she's a great wrestler. But there's 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 nothing there. There's nothing that I see. Penelope Ford has been a waste. <laughs> And I, and I, <laughs> yo, like, like I'm, 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 like, I'm hey, gonna keep it a buck. Chris, Chris on his Michael K shit today. I'm, 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 on, I'm on it. Penelope Ford, <laughs> like, yo, you, I don't know if it's just what, like, what they've done. Like, yo, Penelope Ford, she's, she's been, she's been a waste. Even the bunny, like, what has the bunny done? Nothing. And she's been there since, and she's been there since she's the beginning. The, same thing with Rio, like. Again, like what have you done? That's why I said I like to take Conti shit. Like at least she I got some it. flair to her character. Yeah. She nasty. Like you say, like what have you done? Like you, you haven't, you haven't done complete shit. I think uh, there should be a little bit more of Ty Conte being, you know, that girl. Um, Serena Deep has done her her, her job. As the vet, she's kind of like the 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 Natalia Hart yeah. of the division. She's the veteran. Um, still does her job. They still keep her on top. They little floor her around. They kind of know when to plug um her and when not to. So she she serves her purpose. Um, Ruby Soho has been a waste. <laughs> no, like and, and, and not disres- not disrespectful. I'm not saying like yo she's trash. But she she hasn't been you. You can't no you you came in and she hasn't done nothing. Like she came. Yeah. Only thing I remember for her, she came in, won the shit, and lost to Britt Baker. Yeah, you know what? You know yeah. what didn't help when they did the promo battle, and then Britt is basically like, you know, you know, we're gonna send you back to catering. That just blew her whole yeah. character. <laughs> it really like, did. You buried. You literally buried a character who hasn't really done anything to help herself. Especially oh, on a new on a new audience and new TV and shit like where that. Where you're like, they're like, damn, exactly. When people are just like, oh, I know of her, you know what 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 is she? And it's just like, why are you still here? Like, I know uh, there's a spot in catering that you're pretty much very familiar with. I was like, once that whole catering thing blew up, I was like, damn, they, she got buried. He did that <laughs> last week to Tony Storm too when she did the promo. I did yeah, match. Said, same oh, thing. I was like, yo, Cooper Baker. Yeah, she was like, yeah. "Oh, you could go back to um getting cake smashed in your face and all that." <laughs> I love yeah. that girl. I was like, "Oh man, it's over." Because Britain's so over, but she's a hill, so nobody's yeah. ever gonna get through that. She talks so good, unless you bring you, unless like you either you build up or you really like. Again, Mercedes is the only person that really makes sense. Her coming over. But I know what you mean. You can't. You got. You can't say shit like that unless the person. You saying it to overwise and star wise can like handle those shots. Yeah. Like yeah, everyone, exactly. even when Brian, because when Daniel Bryan came in and Omega was like, Who are you? You gotta get back in line, some shit like that. It didn't really affect him because we know who this motherfucker is. You like you just seen a main event WrestleMania. Yeah, so I, I know what Chris means. Like you can't you could go low, but when it's warranted and like with somebody you can like play off with. Yeah. Like there's there's nobody like that. I feel like the AEW roster is very they have top heels, but they don't have that top baby, baby face, face that we're pushing. Like someone's like in the back, like someone like needs to take control and be like, we need to make this person that like we need to make them this. We need to make them that. Like 
the Darby Allen push kind of faded away. Um, it's if it was me, I I think it's time you break. Um, eventually, break him up with Sting. You got to break that up, and it's not. Or if, even if somehow Sting just becomes like a, a manager. Um, instead Isn't of here him, now. Well, he still wrestles here and there and like tag team matches and stuff like that, and he still come comes into aid. But I feel like if now you're just switching it over and now Sting is kind of like, I'm managing, we're going to push you to this and that. I think eventually it's this is the way it has to go down. If you really want to try to push your one of your top baby face, um, like it's it's a move that, that's going to have to happen sooner or later. Again, yeah. too, too heel heavy. Scorpio Sky, love it. But... Dan <laughs> Ricky Starks, love him. Heel. Powerhouse Hobbs, heel. Heel, like that's all you have. Like babyface, you have Hook. Um, tweener. He's a he's a tweener, but he's he's nowhere up there yet. Uh, Moxie, I guess, is somewhat of uh, of a uh, of babyface, but does heal his things. But he does heal his things. He's doing his thing with Brian Danielson. Um, unless you really, you know, decide like, hey, you know, we're really gonna, we we really want to push Keith Lee. I was about to say Keith Lee is probably like the only one that has that real baby face, baby face around him. Naturally, overall, nice dude, big guy, teddy bear, but it's a fucking beast. Like that, that would be a route I would go. Yeah, I'm gonna say because besides, I would say besides Keith Lee, the only person I could think of, but I think he. Kind of turned heelish a little bit. It was like Dante Martin just because of like his in ring ability with all the high flying shit. Yeah, it ain't. It, it's it's not it's not a thing anymore. Um, I would like to see Brian Pillman become a little get a little bit into his own. Yeah. What about what about Jungle Boy? As you know, you know it's crazy. I thought you was reading my mind because I was going to be funny. I was I was about to say you know. It's crazy. The people that's getting really the baby face reaction right now is the fucking Hardy Boys, especially Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Those niggas is hot over there right now. And I will. I also want to say again, Christian Cage, he he ain't being used right. Yeah. Um, like it, it. It ain't a thing. Um, I think AEW looking at it right now. Um, has been a mistake. Well, as far as him not staying with WWE, I, I, I guess in the beginning, it, you know, they they did it. You know, they did it. They did him justice back when they had. They still had the crossover with with Impact, and he was still doing his thing, no problem. But right now, in AEW, he's he's a, he's a waste. They're wasting him, and I I think uh, WWE return is um, the the way to go right now. Yeah, I feel like that door is always open, though. Yeah, absolutely. But he, at the capacity that he's being used right now, it's it's fucking horrible. It's and it's and it's borderline disrespectful. Ooh, who's say, coming back? I will say one thing about tag teams, though. I want to give a little shout out on the AEW front before we yeah. get off that. The top guys, FTR, mm-hmm. having quite a year in the ring yeah. and outside the ring. Bear with me. So. A few weeks ago, before Mania, Dax goes on a podcast, and he's like, mm-hmm. yo, 
I'm not really feeling our AEW run so far. I'm not too satisfied. Boom. Um, we get to Supercar Honor. Out of nowhere, they get the Briscoe match. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to start taking summer um, dates. You know, we're about to start doing indie runs. We're not too satisfied. They get the, the Young Bucks match. Boom. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Then Dax get the CM Punk match. Then last night, they had a little singles match. Then a rumor came out last week. Oh, WWE is interested in again. Heard about that. Y'all. Where did that come from? That came out of nowhere. A dirt sheet didn't even report that. I see what y'all doing. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm lo- I see what's going on. I see the angles they pulling in. They they trying to up the price on Tony. Contracts yeah. is coming up. A lot of people trying to do it. Um, MJF, he went on a podcast talking about your events. Give him top dollar. I might have to take that. I see what y'all doing. Get the bread. Make Tony pay top dollar. Shout out to FTR. Yeah. Can't be mad. Especially now when you're just like, there's multiple companies that, um, I think within the last few years, it's, I think for a professional wrestling, if you're a wrestler that has a name, you're, you're, you should be able to make some money booking right now in other places. And especially with these guys, like, yo, granted it's a little, uh, my head, my, my schedule is probably a little bit more hectic than WWE, but I'm getting paid top dollars on the indie scenes. I'm getting paid, you know, some of these guys are easy making five, six K for a night. Yeah. A night, like easily 10 Ks. Like, yo, throw me 10 Ks. I'll show up in Des Moines, Iowa for some unknown shit. Like these guys, like <laughs> it's happening. Like I, we, I see it a lot. Like, a lot of these, um, I think, from stuff in HOG to uh, Northeastern Wrestling, GCW, it's, it's, it's becoming very huge and popular. All these guys going to different places. NWA is starting to kind of rise up a little bit from the ashes, not being a little quiet anymore. Yeah, um, GCW, um, dude that runs GCW, he was in the suites with Stephanie at Mania. Yeah. You know? He used to, um, I think he was a writer back in the day on SmackDown. It was he was doing a little pod about it. He was like, "Oh, we seen you with Steph." He was like, "Yeah, yeah." Steph see the vision. She see what's going on. Yeah. So she invited me, me to Mania. Like it's looking, it's real good. So like, even if you know, obviously you want to get your guaranteed money, but if you're building your name, you can go, you can go elsewhere and still be booking and get a a, a few stacks thrown your way for a one night. Yeah, that's why I think um Johnny Gargano said he wasn't going to sign with nobody and just do summer dates. Yeah, just do some dates, get your stuff in there, kind of work on your own schedule. And then after that, you're like, all right, cool, let me start doing X, Y, and Z on, uh, on my own time. I will say, and- though, every wrestler should look out for the next two years when WWE gets a new contract and when AEW gets a new contract. Because that's going to be more bread in their pockets. Like TV? TV yeah, money? Yeah when, they, yeah, when the TV right deals come up again. For like AEW mm. and um WWE, because you already if WWE is ready to get billion dollar deals, then they're gonna get more. You're gonna be looking at them resigning. Put it like this: even if, even if WWE right now said we're no longer fucking with USA, we're no longer fucking with Fox, we're gonna go back to C. Let's say we, we're gonna go and, and do wrestling on CW. 
for a lower deal with the money that they're still bringing in two to three times a year to go to Saudi Arabia when they make when they pulling a loan 40 50 mil off revenue off of that shit alone they already above the competition yeah they can and just be like yo we streaming online we coming up with our own streaming service everything is going to be on it yeah, because the, the, the Peacock thing is on five-year license. They, they could just pull that back. Yeah. I was, which, again, I was, I'm not surprised because WWE does have a, a long history that tracks back to the 80s with NBC. So I'm not surprised they went that route. But I was also very surprised that they didn't move forward with, with ESPN. Mm. They that, still... That does- that could still happen. It could still happen, but I was very surprised because they they still do a little bit here and there on, on the low. WWE still does their stuff with ESPN. Yeah. Um, but I was very surprised when they said, like, no, we're going to go with Peacock. I was like, damn. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, still, they still, and on top of that, so this is how crazy it is. Peacock is only just U.S. They, the WWE Network... They it's still, international, yeah. It's international, so they they're making double money. They double money. dipping. They, they double, double dipping. dipping, and that's a lot of uh, what people don't know and realize. Like, yo, they're banking off home base. They what was it a a, a one and a half or two billion dollar deal? Or was it something like that? With Peacock, say, and they yeah. also knew the, the the Peacock deal was bigger, like you said, with presentation because yeah. now they bundled up with Sunday Night Football adds legitimacy to exactly. the product. It's right there with the with the promotion on top of that on Sunday Night Football, like they they making money. So 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 they try here about the UK event coming up for WWE in the summer. Yeah, um, so they gonna pull off four stadiums in a row starting starting in July. What these niggas the Rolling Stones? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> money, money in the Bank July second, SummerSlam July thirtieth. Um, Vegas first for Money in the Bank. Then they're going to Tennessee Nashville. for SummerSlam, and then they doing um they supposed to do the UK they read the UK joint race sold out was um and called it, and yeah. then they doing a, a Saudi show right after that. Yeah, I'm alright, Vince. Alright, I like it though because it, bre- it breaks up the monotony of always having like the same base crowd. Like stadium shows are lit. Now we going like a run of stadium shows. I like it. Yeah, like that's kind of like the route. I was also very surprised that decided to do Money in the Bank again in in Vegas. Like now I was you know, now you know why Money in the Bank is now the fourth big pay per view for them over Survivor Series. They, it's kind of like number five. It's five, but because Survivor Series is still there, but it's it's been put more importance in yeah. The company it has because they're doing this in the same spot they did SummerSlam last year. What do you mean? The same the same venue that they did SummerSlam last year uh, in Vegas. Was it in Vegas? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. I'm sorry. I had it figured out that Money in the Bank was also in um in Vegas, but it it was SummerSlam. That's where I got it confused. Yeah. So it, so now that's like they like it's it's the big four for them. Big five, big four. It's so you know after these next two pay per views, they're gonna really get rolling with that. I mean, I'm also very curious to know where they're gonna do, um, the rumble. Mm. Hmm. That is true. 
Yeah, that's the kinda... only thing I'm looking at right now because Survivor Series is going to be in Boston. Yeah. And you can't, unless you go in West Coast and all everything else, it's in, I know Rumble last year was in St. Louis. Hmm. Another baseball field. Pick a team, pick a team. Yeah, I kind of like how to use like a baseball field for the Rumble. I kind of like this new if, tradition if they want to follow through on that. Do they want to go to Seattle? Nah. I mean, they could. But, like, I feel like, I I mean, they're still partially outdoors. Wait, let me see. That January, do they want to up it? Do Dodgers it? Uh, something. Since Mania is in, in going to be in L.A.? But it is Seattle, isn't it? That's kind of I, I heard I did hear rumblings of them doing it at a at T Mobile Park. There is a there there is a possibility. Because hmm. I know like they're 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 being real big right now on doing stadiums um for some of their big pay-per-views. That's kind of like how they want to start doing things. Mhm. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. We should. We should see. I mean, uh, since we was bringing it up, I know it's a little earlier on it. Does the 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 money in bank lead to 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 the um to the Rose family? Hell yeah, nigga! The most interesting <sighs> motherfucker on the TV right now. Hmm. Cause Roman, he didn't. That belt was not unified. It's two two belts. Yeah, it's he actually walked out uh, with the undisputed title on SmackDown. He did. Yeah, low key. I saw. I peeped it, and I was like, "Huh." So he is walking around with a SmackDown title, but the other title with the black strap. It says it has like the old undisputed on it, kind of like the one that. Uh, when the rock came out and he changed out the whole the whole spinner belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of similar. They tweaked it a couple of times, but I saw it and I was like, that says I'm disputed. Cause cause Cody posted something on the gram people was going up about. He posted like the old wing WWF belt. Which they need to bring back. <laughs> people was people was debating should they bring that back. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite belts. Same thing though. The OG uh, tag team titles, the WWF versions, yeah, those were those were fucking phenomenal. It was beautiful. It was like gold. It was sparkling. It 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 brings million dollar vibes to it. And even uh, I remember, even with FTR, they were like, they were trying to get that title back. As they should, that's a dope that's- ass title. That, that's your favorite one, though, Chris. You said the wing. What's your favorite? What's yeah. your favorite too? Um, I gotta say the wing too. Like it look just because it's associated associated with just like the greatness of yeah. like that TV. But it, it just looks good. It adds presentation. Just like and it looks like a prize. Yeah, and I think that's what kind of the titles have kind of fell wayward a little bit. Doesn't look like something you want to compete for. Love yeah. the Art Deco fonts to it. Um, the corporate title was cool as well. 
like, that was like the second version. Like, cause the way, like, like I said, associated with the TV, like everybody was like damn near killing each other over week for week for this shit for this piece of fabric. That which was like the most like coveted shit ever. Mm-hmm. You had nigga yeah. coming through fucking his boss up for this. <laughs> had niggas throwing people in the river. <laughs> Two people. Yeah. People getting thrown over the the uh <laughs> buildings off of this shit. <laughs> niggas getting thrown. Niggas just tossing boats. And you know what I also would not be opposed to? What's up? I wouldn't be opposed to if they were to bring back if not to really bring back, but have wrestlers have like their own signature belts. Well, like so, okay. like if Cody got if Cody got the belt, he would put like that. Kind of something like that. No, I mean you could. I feel like you need to change it up. So you know how they they do uh, WWE always do these commemorative belts. So yeah. you know they they've done it for like Eddie Guerrero. They've done his stuff with like, um, with like some of his like tights incorporated into the strap. They've done it with um, you know, with Shawn Michaels. They've done it with Hulk Hogan. Uh, Triple H, you, you know, you, have you seen those before? Yeah, I've seen those like nah, those signature belts. Nah, I've seen those. Um, I don't know if you got a, if you guys got a chance to see the Randy Orton one. Mm-mm. That was mm. that was looking dope too. Yeah, so you know, obviously they celebrating the twenty year anniversary. Um, so they gave him his own commemorative belt. I was like, yo, this is this is it. This is I. 20 years, Randy. I'm on your first night down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nigga had the Pacers shorts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, for fucking Here Comes the Pain, like, it was the fucking blue and yellow. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> My man had the tribal tattoos. But now, Randy Orton seeing, like, that's what we talk about, like, this, and then that's, I think that's also where the love of wrestling and, like, wrestling stars grow. Like, we've seen this nigga come up fresh from his OVW and just seen him grow and shit. And people are like, wow, 20 years? Yeah. Like, remember, he was the fucking legend killer. Like, we had, we grew so much, like, over the years from the thumbs down, him beating He Shall Now Be Named, the fucking thumbtacks with Mick Foley, Legacy, mm-hmm. Home Invasion with Triple H. Unified champion, all the shit was seen. Like that—that's a lot of shit. That's that's somebody when you know they always say, "Oh, this could be the next one." This dude could have a well. Like we seen it in the beginning, and then everything that they like built him up to be, he accomplished. Yeah. If I sort of when you see somebody come out to drive, like this dude, this guy could be a hall of famer and stuff, and he he has had multiple runs, the Viper. You know the um legend killer, right? Okay, bro. Now this shit too. Um, the shit with Bray Wyatt, even though that kind of fizzled out a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was a it, it, the payoff was terrible. It was just a, it could have it should have been a triple threat, but yeah, you know it should have. Um, but yeah, multiple runs by Randall. That was some dope shit, bro. He's, but it was a, I was gonna say um. Any last things? Yeah. What you got? 
Um, can't forget one since we were on the the cusp of talking about belts, the John Cena original Spinner U.S. title belt was always that shit. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I just every time I think of that belt now, he just comes into one night stand holding the belt up. Man. Everybody's born Cena. Yeah, like fucking, like he's in the fucking lions then. Yeah, literally like that. Like, nah, it was just that wrestling. Nah, the dude that made it. I don't know who he is. Chris probably had the best shot because he was there that night. The mm. dude that threw the fucking shirt and it landed on the rope. Yeah, that's what kind of really sold it. Because we yeah, ain't every- never seen some shit like that. Oh, this shit really. I couldn't even tell you what was the the, the best one, but that that's that uh the second one night stand was that was all right. No, nah, that's good. That's when wrestling is done right. When you got like that good, when you just when have all the factors and it's magic, and then you had the edge crossover leaning into the ECW style with the fucking helmet. Yeah, he said the only reason JBL, the only reason you the champion is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday nights. Nigga, Paul Heyman was wilding on him. Oh my God, everyone! Hide your wives. It's Edge. <laughs> Yo. Yo, he said, oh, bouncing checks. My man was bouncing them checks. Nah, that yeah. shit was mad funny when JBL did it. That shit is like one of the funniest shits ever when he fucking writes it and bounces it. Then she want to shoot from the head. <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> Yo, it was wild. That was some real wild shit. It's going down in history. I can't wait to see like when whenever John Cena's last hurrah is. I think I might tear up. Mm. You kind of go like, yo, this is uh, uh, the end of an era. And I think with Triple H officially calling it um, calling it quits. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was something too. Yeah, and I was the last of the last. Like he was the, yeah. even he stopped wrestling for a while, but this ain't like it's official. I'm done. Like, and I think now, um, even with Randy Orton, this is kind of like well, fuck I it, think, we got Austin back. We got Austin. <laughs> <laughs> we got Austin back, my <laughs> I feel like with with Brock, but mostly with like Randy Orton, this is kind of like I think the the end of that era. Like this is kind of where the ruthless aggression. The ruthless aggression era kind of is like this is where it's starting to like wheedle out now. Like this is this is the this is it. Yeah, and then I, got... the next next up will be the PG era, folks. Like the Miz, yeah, yeah. Kofi. Hold on, my man Rey Mysterio. I was doing everybody though. Yeah, I ain't stopping, Bobby. He ain't no yo no no. I jump from the fifth floor from on top. You know it. I'm not. I'm landing. <laughs> I dial it up. You know. Yeah, Rey Mysterio is like the, the WWE's LeBron. He's 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 doing it, and like obviously, you know injuries hasn't really you know fucked him. He's what forty three, forty four now. He got that Kobe surgery. Yeah, he's been back ever since. So that's that's kind of where we where we at right now. Yeah, you know, you know, until we Memories. get to Mania, until we get to Mania time, and we hear if you smell. <laughs> Oh, we didn't, but we didn't. We also didn't peep uh, the the cheap buy-in, the little cheap plug 
on the on Yun Rock. <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't touch base on that one. Oh, and it was man. cool how and it was cool how they did it too. <laughs> they playfully put that in. I was like, damn, the seeds have been planted. Niggas planting seeds through sitcoms now. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a deeper, darker criminal link. Acknowledge me. Hey, yo, you know who writes the the show Young Rock? Who? Oh, uh, who? Um, Nick Khan's sister. Oh shit! It's damn Money Khan. Deeper, Khan. darker criminal link. Man, they they really they really out here. Everybody got their hand in something. NBC. Nigga, Vince is moving like Don Corleone out here. He's just like moving in against the family. Yeah, he's stupid. He's just like I'm. I own the Khan family. Next thing you know, he'll be like, I'll, "I'm gonna buy an NFL team, and I'm gonna." Uh, yo, that would have been that would have been huge. Imagine that if Vince ends up buying, let's say, an NFL team, and well, he would have bought it already, and then knowing that there's ties to the to the Jaguars, I'm dying. Yo, that the play itself, you, you, you can't write a better script than that. Nah, Just really on like on the outside kayfabe. I I thought about when the Rock bought um the SFL. I yeah. thought like, mm, like what if this was an angle, get taking this from Vince. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you gonna take this from me, Dwayne? Nah, I mean it. It was. It was done what it it was what it was. Like he got it at a at a discounted rate. Yeah, he did. Cause like Vince was like, yo, like it and they had a pretty good success until COVID came up and just fucked the whole league up. Yeah. But now they said so now they got now they got the partnership with NFL. Exactly. So like you you got your your big stamp of approval now. It's almost kinda like the uh the show Ballers almost kind of really took place and is like, yo, we, you know, we may not have been able to buy the Chiefs, but we bought the XFL. <laughs> we own that shit. That's crazy. But, um, yeah. other than that, you know, that's the way the cookie crumble, you know? That's, that's the way the cookie, <laughs> cookie crumble. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I just go like this and pow. Two people die on Riverside, you know? I was saying the next episode be episode 60, another milestone. Number 60. And definitely coming more and more hot takes. Like you said, we react to this crazy world. We your boys. We here for y'all. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange in, in, store, in, in the streets next week. I'll be there. IMAX. LSD. Edible. We, He's like, what's going on? This is crazy. I might just end up end up jumping in the screen. Why are there two <laughs> Doctor Strange? My man about to be living his best life, like my man. Um, I see my man's out here. Um, Billy. Oh, on the cruise, yeah. Shout out to my man, <laughs> Mr. William Lewis, on the cruise right now. He's somewhere floating in the. Cause it's funny too, cause he's a big Jets fan, so he he didn't have no internet and shit. But lucky that is ESPN, so he was trying to figure out how to watch it. I'm gonna say I'm not the captain of the yacht, but I'm on the boat. Now nah, he's having a good time. I'm trying. He's trying to get us to go on a cruise next year, so I got to save my coins for that also. And WrestleMania, Teddy going traveling next year. He's that. He's that. We trying to go, go. 
City Boys, we out here. I'm about to say, because City Hot Boys, we got Futures album dropping, so oh, it's yeah. our time Pluto. to shine. Oh, Pluto tonight. I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing he's dropping two albums back to back weeks. A word? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, see, Hot Boys, you really shining. But yeah, y'all, it's the Go Home Show. We love y'all. Be safe.